What's up, guys? What's going on? I'm Paul. This is Bonnie Theology, and we are on Jonah the Recap. We have finished the book of Jonah, man. A pleasure going through this book with you guys, man. It's a pleasure that we have been able to see how God is sovereign. So let's just go ahead and go into the questions, man. Who is God in this book? It's good to see that we know that God is sovereign. Man, he um, controls all things. He asks for an action to be done. They don't do it. And so he controls the means. The, he causes the, the storm to come. He causes the seas to roar. He causes the dice to fall upon Jonah, the lot to fall upon Jonah, so that the men know it is Jonah who is the reason for the storm. And then we see that God appoints a fish to, to come and save Jonah from death. We see that, that he also, um, his word moves and causes people to turn their hearts. That he doesn't have to relent upon the, or he doesn't have to give the disaster to the city. We see that he appoints a plant to grow. He appoints a, a, a worm to eat the plant. He appoints a scorching wind. God is sovereign over every single aspect. Every single aspect of everything. <laughs> he controls everything, man. He is sovereign. We also see that he's gracious. Those are the two major themes that we see is that, man, he is gracious upon the uh, 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 Jonah, first off, that he wouldn't even let him die, even though he refused service to him. He was supposed to be a prophet, uh, supposed to be a, a man that is called to, to follow God, and yet he just um, relinquishes his duties. He gives up his service to Yet God is gracious to him and doesn't let him see death, but gives him life. And then even gives him a ministry, puts him back into ministry. And then that ministry is fruitful. He is gracious. He is gracious to a people who don't even know him nor acknowledge him. That don't care about him and do horrible and atrocious things. God is gracious and merciful to a people like that. He is gracious enough to reveal himself to uh, the sailors that they might know that he is good and that they might begin to offer sacrifices and worship him. Man, God is gracious, man. And then he cares. God cares not only about people. He has compassion and cares and loves and wants to see all of the people that he is like uh, Paul says, that the uh, father in which every um, um, name derives its name from, that he cares about every single person, that he would want to restore a relationship with them. It doesn't matter who they are, where they're from, what they've did or what they're doing. He wants to restore that relationship. But he also cares about their actions, man, regardless of if they regard him. Regardless of if they regard him, he cares about their actions. You can't get away with saying, it's, 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 you got to do your thing and I'm going to do my thing. We, we don't get away with that. Because God cares enough about what we do that he wants us to know. What's it say about man is that I think that we shouldn't let our, our pride or our prejudice get in the way of the graciousness of God. 
So we can't look at others and deem them. Uh, we can't be discriminatory. We can't say that they are deserving of grace. They are deserving of forgiveness. They are deserving of compassion. And this person is not, or that person is not. That's not the way it works. Because if you look at your own life, I can definitely see in mine that I am not deserving of the compassion, the grace, and the mercy that God gives. And so because of that, man, I have to just abundantly see and know that I want to let others be aware of this compassion, this grace, and this mercy. Because it is something special that God bestows and that he has. Because we could fall uh, um, because of our own sins and be just in the punishment of them. Because we all deserve it. But God is so good and gracious, man, that he would give us a way out. And so I can't, I cannot myself allow this discrimination to think that somebody is more deserving of grace, is more deserving of mercy when I myself is not even doing it. And then I think, how can we apply these these truths to our lives? Man? Well, I think we got to recognize the grace of God. See it. See it. Like, let it resonate. Sit in it. The, the, the abounding love that God has for us and what he did, like the depths that he went so that we might have restoration or redemption or reconciliation with him. See, I'm forecasting past Jonah now, and I'm talking about Christ, that God would send his son to die on the cross for our sins so that our sins might be paid for and he can freely allow us to be reconciled with him, to walk with him again as man used to walk with him in the garden. He paid it all. And so sit in that and recognize it. And once we get the depth of that, once I understand the depth of that payment, then I should desire it for everybody I see. I, want, I, should, I should preach it. I should speak it. I should yell it on the mountain, man. Go tell it on the mountain. I should want to see people turn from sin and love the Lord. I hope you guys got that from Jonah, man. I hope you guys got that from Jonah. And I hope that it changes your life and your trajectory as you walk this life in this world closer to Christ. And may you trust in Jesus more. I'll see you guys in Ephesians. Ephesians.